Good evening and welcome back to our weekly question and answer series. We'll get right to, the, right to the questions which we received the previous week. Question. Someone mentioned that if I bake a cake like brownie, marble, etc., one after the other and use five pounds of flour, then I need to take challah. Is that so? And how do I do that? The answer is um, a cake which is from a batter that means it's called in halacha blelusaraka it's not a dough it's a batter if you used a shir challah let's say five pounds of flour and you bake it in one single pan like the bakeries then you take challah once it's baked because you cannot take it beforehand, you take it after it's baked, you take out a piece of challah from the dough, from the cake. But if you bake it one after the other, that means every time you make the batter, you don't have the shir challah. Let's say you, you baked five uh, cakes one after the other, and each um, bakala, each uh, tray, did not have the shir challah, it is potter, potter from taking challah. Now, if after you baked it, you're putting it together in one bag, so then the bag is mitzaraf. Or let's say if you put it in in one in one uh, in one uh, let's say one and a big box, maybe that will be mitzaraf. But if you don't put it together in one bag, and it stays separate, all the cakes separately, then you're not mechiev to take challah, although altogether you have the sheer challah. But the bakeries, which basically have big pans, and every pan has a sheer challah, you are mechiev to take challah, even with a bracha, after it's baked. Next question. Person bought a blender online which looks like new, but may have been used. What should he do? Now, usually when a person buys something online, it is a new item. If he sees it's dirty, so that means it might be somebody had sent it back, returned it, and you bought it, so it's used, then something else, then you need to cash it. Because you see it's dirty, so you see it was used. But if you did not see any dirt and it looks new, like you mentioned in your question, it looks new, there's no reason that you should think it's not new, and therefore you don't have to do anything. If a frat, you have another tzirev that even if somebody had used it, it's Ainabayoima, so it's only a drabonan. So it's a suffix derabonon. So therefore, if a person buys something online or from a store, he does not have to think that it, is, it was used. If a thief sees it's dirty, so that means he knows for sure it was used, then it's something else, then it's Kedai should cash it because it might be non-kosher. Question. How many coins do I need to give for Pidinaban? Because lately I see people give only four coins, not five coins. Very good question. The Torah tells us we have to give 
for Pidin Aben. That means five slum. What does it mean five slum? So Chazal tell us it is the weight is pure silver which has the weight of five slum. How much is it? We have a big mechloikas harishoinim. Some say 78 grams of silver. Some say 82, 85, 96. The biggest chimra is 101. According to the Alter Rebbe, and that's also not 100%, there's a machloikis for Harav Zevin and Rebbe Machaim Noah, if it's correct, but the, the biggest shear which we have is 101 gram. So basically, we need to give for the Kohen 101 gram of pure silver. Now, it doesn't have to be in five pieces. You could give, let's say, a, a Kiddush cup, a Becher, which is basically has the weight of 101 gram of silver. That's good enough. It does not have to be five pieces. Now, once upon a time, when you gave American coins, you had to give five because it had only 90% of silver. So automatically, in order to have the shear of 101, you have to give five coins. Nowadays, from 1986 till now, there is a coin, a silver coin, which is called American Eagle. And that's one, one ounce troy silver. One ounce troy silver, an ounce troy silver is 31.103 grams of silver. So basically, if you take four coins of this um, American Eagle, four times 31.102 equals 124.41 grams. So that means if you have four coins of American Eagle, you have way much more than the shear what you need to give. So to answer your question, correct. Nowadays, you don't need to give five coins. You could give American Eagle, which is from 1986, American silver coins. You could give just four coins and you have way more what you need to give. A follow-up question to the previous question. When do I make a pit in a band for my baby, which is an incubator? Now, a baby which is an incubator, it depends why he is put into the incubator. Some babies is put into the incubator because basically it's a preemie and it's not developed fully. So therefore, you have to wait according to Mois Poiskim, Befrat My Rebbe, Ravosna, the Balshaiv Dalaivi writes that if it was not developed when it was born and you're putting it in to the incubator to develop the baby the child then you have to wait 31 that means 30 days that means you make the pitana ben the 31st day after the child comes out from the incubator but a lot of times a child is born and he's basically finished but the doctor still feels it's small and it's good it should be an incubator for a while. So the child could live without an incubator. It is only just to, you know, make him better or develop him better, but he's developed. It's not like the previous situation, which is not developed, and if you, put, you don't put him in into incubator, he's not gonna survive. If a child will survive because he's basically finished, but the doctors want to keep him in the incubator for a while, then you count the 30 days from when it was born 
and you make the Pidrabein the 31st day after the child was born. So this is what you need to, you need to know if it was a finished baby that means fully developed then you make the 31st day after it was born and if it wasn't developed then you make it 31st day after it comes out of incubation. In any case you don't need to have the child in front of you let's say if the doctor still wants to keep in hospital for any reason but it was a de developed baby you make the pindinaban it does not need to be present front from the koyan you can still make the pindinaban even if the the, the baby is not in front of the koyan next question a lady which the mother died in another state and the Levi is going to be the next day and she's going to follow the the, 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 the funeral, funeral, funeral through FaceTime, Zoom, etc. When does she start Shiva and when does she make Kriya? And the answer is she starts right away. This is that she's going to watch it, the Levaya through Zoom does not mean that she, the Levaya is next day, and she, she, since she is not there by the Levaya, the other state, she has to start Shiva right away and do Kriya right away. It is as if, if she hears the Levaya through phone, so for sure, it doesn't mean that she's by the Levaya, she's not by the funeral and she has to sit Shiva right away and do Kriya right away. Next question. Many of my neighbors are putting in motion sensors for lights. Do I have to avoid each of their houses as I walk home from shul? Now this is a very complicated question and it's a very common question. Nowadays when people constantly install motion detectors on their front yards, on the streets. Now, a person comes home from shul, there could be a couple of houses which would put on, the light will go on through the motion. Does he have to go, go does he have to make a whole hakufa and go around all the blocks in order not to go through the sensor? Or no, he could go on, his, on the street regularly and he doesn't have to care what happens. Now this is a big, a big Shiloh uh, which the Chroinim speak about and my Rebbe, the Baal Shavit Alaivi um, wrote a Chiva which was published in our Koivetz, Koivetz Arisruel number 7 and over there he writes that a person which goes normally on the street and he doesn't have any kavana to open any lights and he doesn't need the light because there's light, fully light on the street. He doesn't need it. He doesn't have any hano of it. So a person is not mechiev to make a void, to go an extra half a mile, a mile in order not to open the sensors. Now if he goes to a house and it's dark and he has a no to walk in over there or let's say for instance in, in, in houses which on the common area you have a sensor which when you walk up the staircase it opens the light that's something else that's already you have a no that's a, a, a psikraishi de nichalai that's a totally different scenario and then you have problems on it and on, on that case 
Poskim say you should try to have a guy should walk in first. But when we go home from shul, and there is light on the street, so basically you have no no on the sensor which puts on the light. You don't need it. You don't want it. Even though it's a psikraisha, but since you don't need it, you don't want it, and you're doing it irregular, you're doing, you don't do anything which opens the light. You are doing a regular thing, walking on the street. So Ravosna writes that you cannot say a person don't walk on the street. So therefore, in such a case, um, you could be Michael and walk home on the street and not make all kind of coffers. Now, if it's not a big deal, it is Kedai to avoid it because a lot of poiskim do not hold like that. But if it's a big deal and it's a big tircha, you could be Michael, like Rav Ozner sa- said, and in Befratere's day, which 99% of the bulbs, the lights, outdoors is LED, which is only a Drabonan, so you're talking about the Psikraisha, the Loi Nichalai. By a Drabonan, if it's a big Tereche and it's almost impossible to avoid them, then you could go on the street and walk regularly and you don't have to avoid it because it's almost impossible to avoid it. It's going to come a time from now, a year, two, three from now, it will be almost impossible to go on the street and you cannot say for a person, you have to stay home Shabbos and not do a regular thing which is walking on the street because a light is going to go on, a Drabona Diga light. You could look over there, the Nimukam, he brings a nice Raya, from from a couple of Sigis uh, Ashas. Again, not everybody agrees with it, but in a way which is a Drabon and LED lights, you could be Soymech Aravosner. Next question. Do I need to eat the full plate that my hosts are giving me so it shouldn't go in the garbage and be over about Tashkis? The answer is no, you don't have to eat. You eat as much as you can, as you want. And if it goes to the garbage, it goes to the garbage. The Gemara says on, on such a thing, That means you can have two choices. Or throwing away food, good food. Or basically, that means forcing anybody a thing which he doesn't want, he doesn't need. And the Gemara says, rather that you should... You should um, uh, preserve or watch uh, your body more than you have to wash on food, a good food it shouldn't go to the garbage next question may I walk into the shul and use the bathroom even if I don't plan to dive in there or learn there the answer is yes the post came right that the person and the tzibur are nichalai that you to do chesed. That means the tzibur agrees and I'm asking that the person should walk in, use the men's room, use the, the whatever he needs to use because it's 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 a part of chesed and therefore the post can write if a person sits in, in, in a shul it is permitted that he should plug in his phone to charge or uh, use uh, to get coffee over there because to do chesed. So therefore, yes, you could walk into a shul and use the men's room, even though if you don't plan to learn and to dab. Now, if there's a note which says nobody has permission to use the men's room, only if you learn here or daven here, or nobody has permission to drink a coffee, 
or use the, 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 the electric, that's something else. They have a right to, to, be, to answer it. But if they don't write such a note, we assume that they are ready and ask them that you should use it and you could use it without permission. Question. If I didn't wash for shalashidas and only ate cake or crackers, may, may I continue to eat after the shkia? The answer is no. If a person washes for shalashidas, then he could eat even if it become night because he started the suda before the shkia. But that's only if you washed. If a person did not wash, he eats cake or pyrus or etc. He can only eat till the shkia or a couple of minutes right after the shkia, but he cannot eat afterwards because he started to eat before the shkia. It's only a suda which he started the suda, you could continue. But if you ate something, it's not a pseudo, so therefore you cannot eat after um, after the shkia. Question: My mother gave me some svarim from my grandfather's house after he passed away. Am I permitted to using it? and to keep it, or do I have to ask my mother's sibling permission? This is a very good question, and very important question to bring up. The Torah says that Yerusha goes for the boys. If a, if a father has children, boys and girls, a Pitoira only the children, the boys, have Yerusha. The girls do not get anything. Now, nowadays, they make tzavor. And when they make a tzavor, they give also for the daughters, which is a very good thing, and it should be like that. Because we all know when the parents get older, most of the time, the daughters are the, who takes care of them, and they give themselves over for the parents all the way not necessarily the ch children. So it's a good thing that a parent, when he does it, it's a vua, he should divide his heritage, his, his uh, famegen, his Yerusha, for all the children. But that's the way how to do it, that they're right in the tzavua, you have to do it according to Allah, and there are special people, you know, well, well who, who is, have a specialty in this writing of tzavua, and they're right that a minute before the person dies, goes the matona because you cannot give a matona after you're dead. You can only give a matona when you're alive. So the whole tzavua goes that a minute before the person passes away is chal the matona. So therefore he could give a matona you could give for anyone and everybody. Anyone you want. So the children have Yerusha. Even the daughters. But if the father did not make such a Yerusha such a tzavua so if there are boys, if there's only girls, the girls Yashin, they are also getting the, they are getting the Yerusha, dividing the Yerusha. But if there are also boys, or even a boy, the boy gets everything, and the child, the daughters, does not get anything. Now, since you mentioned your mother has sibling, if she has brothers, then it belongs, the Yerusha belongs, every safer belongs to your uncles. And whatever your mother gave you, 
is not hers to give. And you have to ask your uncle's permission if you could keep it. And if they don't want, you have to give it back because it belongs to them. Your mother had no right to give it. If you don't have uncles, you might have siblings, but basically sisters, so then your mother is part of the Yorsham. You still have to ask because, you know, your mother has a chaylik in Yerusha, but after all, she has to discuss it with her sisters. So you still have to discuss it with them. Because at least they should know that a part of the Yerusha your mother took already by taking dead books. That's for him. But if she has brothers, then the, bro- the Svarim belongs to her brother, and your mother had no right to give it, so therefore you have to talk with them that they should give it for you if they're ready, that's fine. If they're not ready, basically you have to give it back to them. Okay, we'll stop here, and please join us for the next week's Sheer and submit your questions to inbox at anash.org. Good night and have a wonderful week.